You're listening to the Gift Horse Podcast, a red pill commentary on life for your ears only. And now, here's Tim and Connor. Okay, here we are for part three. Alcohol and Mars. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, no. You go. You go ahead with something else. I, you, I, I was. <laughs> you just drop that. So we're gonna be picking it up. Nice. What about any forms of medication, painkillers, uh-huh. things that could possibly cause an addiction? Uh-huh. Or maybe there are natural things you could grow on Mars that a person could get addicted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and have to be quarantined by specific people. I think having equal responsibility sectioned off by certain people is probably the best way to go. Everyone holds a key to different items, so to speak, right? The medic holds the key to the whatever. The cook holds a key to the food. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, well, it has to be, you know, and and it will be. Terraforming Mars, yeah, that's kind of an incredible concept. It sounds like a very stressful society. It would be. Because what would you do to relax? What would you do to unwind? What would you do for entertainment? Sleep. That's something you have to do. Uh, I assume you would probably have camaraderie, building exercises, games, sports, you know, things that wouldn't necessarily put those people's lives in any sort of danger, you know. But then you need to control the times of when those are done because obviously not everybody can be playing. Exactly. You know, you can't Uh all have a day where everyone just doesn't work. Yep. Imagine ping pong at 38% gravity. So that means you would have to have like a sanctioned schedule for everybody. It, yeah, it would have to be run yeah, military style. It right. would be it would be a military society. At first, I, I think it makes the most sense. It would have to be an operation, a mission. It would mm-hmm. have to be controlled. You know, I mean, best astronauts are Navy pilots, Air Force pilots. So then what's Elon Musk thinking when he's just wanting to like, hey, anyone can sign up with enough money to just get on the shuttle and go to Mars. Why isn't he taking this a lot more seriously? I don't know. I wish I knew the thoughts of a billionaire. That way I could be on his level. Uh <laughs> I think he's just trying to get it done. Uh-huh. So like, let's uh, get to a certain started. extent. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise mm-hmm. it never will. And he knows he now has the means of making it happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, he owns 10% of Twitter right now. What was so. NASA doing? What was NASA doing? I feel like um, NASA has been down regulating a lot of its missions since, I think, Obama era. Were yeah, the, did it, was it ever their much. intention to go to Mars? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I, I feel like it was on the books at some point. What other questions did you have earlier? Sorry, I dropped the alcohol uh, bomb on you. Yeah. <laughs> Way to start that off. You mentioned time in the last episode. I think you just mentioned it. And I was thinking, okay, you don't have calendar years Mm -hmm. because there are a certain number of souls. They're called souls are the days, the times of which the sun, you know, is lighting up based off of how long each soul is Uh and how many souls exist per segment of time. Would you have months? Would you count years? How would you determine a person's age? based off of Martian mathematics. It wouldn't be based off of that. It would be based off of human mathematics. Well, human Earth math, mathematics, but yeah. it would be with the numbers adjusted it, yeah, for it'd be, Mars. Yeah, it'd be corollary. Yeah, I mean, you know. So let's say I'm turning 1. 32. 1.8 would be divided by 1, whatever. So how could I calculate one, a person's... One would be <laughs> but yeah. It would be divided by 1. Yeah, that genius statistician right there. <laughs> 10,000 points. Statistician. <laughs> If I'm turning 32 and I've spent 32 years here on Earth and there's a person who's the equivalent of 32 years on Mars, Mm -hmm. but their age would be different because there are a certain number of souls that are the different equivalents to days. Uh 
So would we just refer to them by, it's like dog years, you know? No, you'd refer to them by human years. Yeah, time doesn't change. But the the amount of days sure. are doesn't, different. Doesn't matter, yeah. How would you calculate that? You would divide it. If there is 1.8 Mars days for every one Earth day, you're just going by a different calendar type. You're just going by second every single time, but right. you're just, your time frame doesn't change. There's no time shift, time difference. Nobody's gaining or losing. So it would years still be a 24 yeah. hour day? N- no. The, so by Earth standards, yes. But or is it by, military time? If, if a person is trying to. Yeah, if they were on Mars for 32 Mars years, we would have an equivalent Earth amount of years, and we would call them whatever the equivalent Earth amount of years would be. And we mentioned shifts and schedules. Yeah. But the How shift would, in schedules would probably be based on either human sleep pattern, which I think would make the most sense, or it would be based off of, you know, the Martian actual day or weather cycle. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it would, I, I think at first it would be based off of Earth time, but you would still have a variation. You would still have like, okay, it's hour 37 on Mars, days over, reset the clock kind of thing. But people have probably already figured that one out. But we still have the unit of second, the unit of hours, but not every day would be 24 hours. Every day would be 37.25 hours or whatever. Would the colony rely heavily on solar energy? Basically push a solar sail to the point where it can reach very fast speeds. I don't want to say light speed because <laughs> I don't think that that's accurate now that I think about it. But <laughs> yeah, those those like wind fans that like uh-huh. churn for energy, they would yeah, be yeah. like propellers with yeah. the winds that you would get on Mars. Mm-hmm. What would you do for garbage? Recycle it, burn it for fuel or recycle it. Engine and then just like mix it in with the soil. It depends on what it was. Let's say it's plastic. Plastic um, bags, containers. Biodegrade it with mushrooms. Throw some mushrooms that eat plastic on top of it or throw it in the mushroom pit that eats plastic. Mm. Boom, you've got gourmet mushrooms you can recycle, reuse, reeat. What about human waste? Same thing. Grow some potatoes in human manure. So eventually Disinfect. everyone is eating what has already been passed out? Yeah, why not? That's kind of yeah. like what we're doing here. A little bit to a certain extent, yeah. Wow. Well, I, there's definitely some things you a person would have to like get over, like mm-hmm. being squeamish and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But do you think recycled a, water? I mean, already exists on ships in in the military. Yeah. Yep. Do, do you think uh, Martian kids would grow up with obviously with the genetics of their parents, so they could have anxiety, you know, depression. Mm-hmm. What, what What would you do for a, a Martian child who was born with? A disability or a special needs. Let's say they're autistic. They're on the spectrum. Keep would, them. Keep them around. Yeah. Yes. But <laughs> how, how would you change the schedules, the shifts that everyone is, is supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Would you need to have somebody who knows the special education that they would need? Yeah. Would Put you them on have the next to flight? give them a pass for no responsibilities? Like, how would that work if you had... Yeah. I, I, the human aspect of that is they must be provided for i think you would have to bring someone who could take care of them you know that would be their mission essentially would Mm -hmm. be to help take care of that person they'd be on the next flight over that kind of thing you know might take them a couple of years but their parents are top botanist and the top structural engineer you know they need to be working 14 hour days and they unfortunately can't take care of their child yeah they'll send someone over next shift 
next flight over. Mars needs nannies. Uh, I mean, it, it would make sense, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, even at that time, though, there would probably be medical equipment that could have could diagnose that in utero as well. And there'd probably be someone on on the next flight before that baby even got there. You know, would you ever have like a quarantine section? Like, let's say a person is born with a genetic disease or something that can potentially spread. Doesn't work that way. I guess not with genetics, but is it possible for a child to be born with something that could be passed down to somebody else? No. No, it's impossible. No. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. okay. Uh-huh. So then you wouldn't have to worry about if a person got sick. Yeah. The only thing that could be introduced to that environment would be bacteria or viruses brought over from the next shift. And right. more than likely. So that's actually an interesting topic, though, is compromised immune systems. Right. Yep. You gotta, because you gotta now you've created it. a clean society. Mm-hmm. But I think that which means their immune systems have not been tested uh-huh. for so a while, at least for yeah. even the smallest mm-hmm. amount of like, let's say, a virus, uh-huh. well, a I cold think the, could kill them. Well, yeah, that's probably why they would probably be inoculated consistently and constantly, but with varying sanctioned degrees off. of. Um, I think you would have to have that if you're creating a colony like that. Uh-huh. You would have to have a place where you would put people mm-hmm. if something unpredicted happened. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, you would have to put them away from the other colonists because it's endangering them, mm-hmm. but that doesn't make them any less of a person who deserves to be treated with the same privileges as everybody else. Mm-hmm. So they didn't commit a crime, obviously. So how would you operate that? Would you just create their their own biome with tainted minerals or whatever? I, how would that work? Create their own biome with tainted minerals. I, I, I don't like if they the had premise. their own uh, tools to sustain themselves, so they don't have to be taking anything from the pure side. Like you would give them the tools to have their own, you know, farming equipment where they could make their own food, so they wouldn't have to be taking. From how, the, how long are you thinking of sequestering them? Or I mean, if the thing doesn't go away and it's been uh-huh. compromised. They have to live in their own biome. No, not forever. No, uh, you would introduce that into the, the virus other wouldn't go away exactly yeah that's but the virus you can take and you would have probably a virologist at some point as well that could take that one infected person i still don't even think that this premise would get there in time for this kind of thing to happen but if it did in this case i think that there would already be an established virologist who would take that person's blood or something like that and create you know just an old school vaccine kind of like the johnson johnson one right so, and then unfortunately they would, or fortunate, whatever, you know, they would have to inoculate everyone else as well. So you can't, yeah, quarantine one member of society for that. And every single time new people would be introduced to the environment, you'd have to familiarize everyone as well. It would have to be communal. Yeah. But yeah, that, that is an interesting premise though. That is indeed. Because you really do have to exhaust all the possibilities of what could happen and what oh, yeah. Yeah. you would need to do in those dire circumstances i mean just look Mm -hmm. at the astronauts what they've been prepared to do i mean i still love apollo 13 how on earth they had to get all the stuff they had on the ship and try to come up with those limited resources of how to build what they needed to Mm -hmm. fix the ship yeah that's really cool i think that is incredible and that's exactly what you need to think for Mm -hmm. of anything that could go wrong can go wrong oh yeah and i think yeah you brought up the the solution to that though the 3d printer like that's already been established that kind of thing so and i think that you need power for that yeah Mm -hmm. of course yeah we've established the solar premise as well solar powered energy or nuclear powered or yeah even jet fuel powered that kind of thing what about communications would people there'd be satellites that that were dropped 
journey, uh, on the journey, you know, relay satellites that could send information back and forth. Okay, I'm having a moment here. Sure. Do landlines require satellite? Landlines? No. If you're calling a person on the phone and sure. you're using a landline, you yeah. don't need a satellite. No. Okay, so then you wouldn't need a satellite if you wanted to create a landline system. Correct, yeah. If we're talking about Mars's infrastructure, then that's correct, yes. But I'm, I'm saying if we wanted the Martians to speak to Earth. That oh, long, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, long oh, distance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah long yeah, distance, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, I haven't even thought about how that would even be possible. Uh-huh. You would have to be using shuttles to take information, you know, the same way we got the connection from the little robots, you know, the little drones. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't have a connection Satellites. Live feed. Yeah, satellites. Yeah. We did? Yeah, we had satellites. Yeah. Is that one of the thir- first things they did? Would they have to launch a satellite so that they could get the feed of whatever they send down there? Yeah, it's just just zeros and ones being shot out of a laser beam, essentially. Yeah. Or a radio wave. Man, that's that's part of what I Low wish power, I knew. Ultra, how ultra it high frequency. Yeah. Would you have internet there? A form of it, yeah. I mean, you could download the internet now onto a little hard drive you've got, you know, a couple terabyte hard drive. You could download a version of the internet. It wouldn't encompass all of the internet. It would be timestamped. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it wouldn't be updated. You would have that day's internet, that kind of thing. And then that would be the premise for all of your questions or whatever that you could have. For all education purposes. Yeah, that too. Uh I guess that would be the easiest way. But I'm even thinking of having a controlled platform where it's created beforehand uh-huh. and then once it's installed and running all it does is provide the education and communication that y- you would need you wouldn't need to be using it for anything else like would you allow media entertainment for the use of electrical stuff for sure yeah why not movie night well i mean movie it's just an the- excess of power at that point i guess later on after everything's been established knowing uh, that that is not a factor mor- morale is a price to pay for letting people see titanic boom what do you do about morale uh-huh. i mean you got, got movie night just said it yeah maybe boom, you done. need uh-huh. artists maybe you need to bring in an artist to help with the inspiration uh-huh. you know the drive to keep people third uh, wave optimistic. comedian bring him on <laughs> that's great uh, first guy oh, to get killed yeah. my gosh <laughs> <laughs> a mars stand-up mm-hmm. Oh my god! Okay, if first, you were... first Martian comedian, <laughs> dude, he would. Oh my gosh, he would have so many. Uh, he'd, like, be, he'd be great. Oh man, he'd I, have I bet so you many would... dad jokes. <laughs> oh my so many gosh. Martian jokes too. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah you would just have to come up with a whole the... base of humor. Uh-huh. It'd be Martian humor, yep. and then he comes back to Earth, and we don't get his humor at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, this guy's from another planet. <laughs> Red rocks. Yeah. What's the deal with that? <laughs> okay, one one more sub sure, topic with Mars, and then we'll we'll hit our mark. Kill it. Weapons. Weapons. Would sure. you would you allow weapons? Um, because that's on with personnel. Purpose, I mean, yeah, that's with the purpose to stop somebody uh-huh. to harm them. Yeah, big would weapons you? would definitely be introduced if there was a secondary group established. Right, you've got SpaceX and you've got. Mm, say lithuania sends their own spacex program right oh my gosh then you have so many uncontrollable factors exactly yeah that's why this is a microcosm of disaster but yeah i think weapons would probably be introduced yeah and who would have them what would be the terms for you being able to use it second amendment everybody got one Woo! (laughs) 
Well, hold on. Here's the your pistol. Constitu- the Constitution uh-huh. has no hold on a different planet. It does if you put it along with the SpaceX Constitution. So, which is gonna definitely have the Second Amendment because Elon is is lit, yo. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Twitter owner. <laughs> Sheesh. So wait, were you just joking about SpaceX Constitution? Yeah, I was. Do they yeah. have one? I, I have no idea. That okay. would be an excellent premise, they, though. They yeah. would have a mission statement or yeah, something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And everyone gets issued a gun. And you're like, whoa, whoa, well, sign me up. First space gun. Okay, think about that. If uh-huh. everyone has a gun, uh-huh. do you think they could all be trusted with a weapon? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So if a person who inev- inevitably turns to crime, because that's going to happen, uh-huh. and they have a gun. Everyone else has a gun, though. Right, but that's the premise of the but, Western society. People are much more civil when they know the consequences of their actions will ultimately resolve in their permanent demise. Mm-hmm. If everyone is armed, right, everyone has the ability to end everyone else's life. It is mutually assured destruction. Okay, devil's advocate. Sure, go for it. What about the potential of them using it on their on themselves? Yeah, I, I mean that's a consequence. But if they're going to, if they're going to end their life, they're probably going to end their life in another way. What about how it affects the biome? Sabotage. It would be, it would be highly unfortunate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how how could you track sabotage? I, I mean, there's probably going to be cameras established. Would people have IDs? Would everybody need to have some sort of? So many variables, like like you're saying. I mean, I think the biome would have cameras running 24 7 i think that there would be a security team i think that the first wave would be you know an engineering team sent to build the establishment you know and wave after wave would bring secondary materials to add on then as you add on you have essentially a government or an arbitrator agency which is the government of the biomes yeah it would would take time i mean oh my gosh that's a hilarious premise sure for let's saying this is a person's document uh, documentary documentary yeah documentary <laughs> i said the right thing i just said it wrong yes. uh-huh. documentary uh-huh. it's them telling their story of yeah we didn't think it through uh-huh. when we first got to mars this all happened uh-huh. and then they they created rules based off of every instance you know so it should be a layout of the rules and why they had to make those rules because mm-hmm. of you know the the circumstances of what you know <laughs> the unruly circumstances that would be hilarious there's got to be. be a tv show that has that sort of funniness about it hmm. uh, there's the steve carell netflix tv show that is all about their journey to space it's no the it's, office uh, yeah well it's from the uh, it's the <laughs> the creators of the office yeah. i don't even know if it's the creators of the <clears throat> office but okay. steve carell space force i think it's called space force oh yeah yeah, yeah. that was okay Oh, you saw it? Mm-hmm. I just thought that there should be a, pre- a premise out there of comedy, of people colonizing another planet and not thinking it through. Mm-hmm. Because the depravity of humanity can be very funny mm-hmm. if it's not taken seriously, <laughs> ironically. Yeah, for sure. Okay, wow. We just hit part three. And I, th- I still feel like we have room for part four, but we're going to give our listeners a breather. If they might just skip this whole Mars thing. Fade to black. <laughs> Into the stars. Into the stars. Into the stars. stars. So yeah, stars. we're just going to end that on part three. And that means our next episode, we're going to have to have something normal to talk about that doesn't lead into 
I don't know. How do you feel about having a, a two-parter? Elon Musk and Doge coin. <laughs> a two-parter and a three-parter. Oh, it was it was kind of fun. I felt smarticles for a little bit there. We do need to come up with a, an outro. <laughs> What's the outro? It's just the ending. Uh-huh. Just letting people know, like, hey, you've been listening to the podcast. Tune in next time for more shenanigans. This podcast has been brought to you by Tim and Connor. Thanks for joining in. Tune in, drop out, go to high school, finish your degree, <laughs> go to college again, get a PhD. <laughs> then um, easily. easily, yeah. Then um, come back and never use it. Never use it. <laughs> and then become the receptionist at a hotel. Oh no! And then wait for your life to start when you're 38. And then, then pick up a certificate along the way, and then become a blue collared worker, and then retire when you're 49. Yep. Uh, this has been Gift Horse Podcast. <laughs> Brought to you by Gift Horse. Thank you. Thanks for listening, especially hotel receptionists. Oh, oh, yeah, thank you. We love you. Thank you for all you do. Best Western hotel receptionists in the middle of nowhere, Louisiana and Kentucky. I remember you. Don't think that I don't. <laughs> and that's all the time we have for today's episode of the Gift Horse Podcast. Thanks for listening and be sure to stay tuned for more episodes to come.